What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us over here on our Park Hopper episode, where today we are talking to one of the coolest people uh, I think I'll ever get a chance to talk to. Did she just steal that movie or is that me? A hundred percent. I mean, she she is a front runner of the girl power movement. Oh, I'll uh, definitely. And the cool way to dress movement and the, yes. oh man, just everything about it. I know she's going to have some great stories. We are, of course, talking about the star. And yes, I'm going to say the star. I know Eric Von Det and everybody else is in it too, but the star of Brink. Brink. Got to go up when you say it. Brink. <laughs> Christina Vidal. How are you? Hi, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Are you mid-traveling somewhere? Uh, we are. I'm so sorry. We're, we just moved uh, recently, and it's just been nonstop um, things to do, things to take care of, and so we're just kind of always on the move. And my daughter gets out of school. <laughs> really? Because I heard moving isn't stressful at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a breeze. It's a breeze. It's a breeze. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for having me on, guys. So uh, I'm just curious. Are you aware of the resurgence of this movie where in like the last year or two, it's everywhere. Everybody's talking brink uh, all the time. Everyone. I know. It, it's, you know, it's actually been more than 
the last year for me, but especially with like social media and, and, you know, just kids, um, posting things and like, you know, um, there's just so much, there's, there's so much, um, uh, what's the word? Nostalgia around. Yeah. Like, around the movie. it. And there's, and there's so many, there's so many ways to express it now through social media, TikTok, Instagram, like, you know, people are posting stuff. So I had no idea, I will say when filming it, that it would be the sort of, um, cult Phenomenon? classic that, that it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I've had people who, uh, you know, are in the business now, actors and actresses that I admire tell me like, oh my gosh, that movie is the reason why I started acting. I'm like, really? <laughs> do you remember auditioning for it? First of all, did I you do. go to the 21st level at the Disney Channel, radio, like the Disney Channel building? Do you remember the 21st floor there? I don't. Oh, it's the, oh, audition, the audition like, floor, the audition floor. room. Yep. I mean, I'm if I sure went there, I I'd, I'd probably I'm get sure a stomachache because it's just so <laughs> like it, it's down to the line, you the know, retroactive panic attack when you step <laughs> off the, 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 I'm the elevator. Sure I did. And you know what else we had? We had an audition actually in the Disney on the lot, but then they walked us out. We had to bring our own rollerblades. And they took us on this like random street that had a downhill in Burbank by the studios. And they were like, all right, put your rollerblades on and go down really fast. Don't fall. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. I was like, I do like Santa Monica Pier rollerblading. Yes. Most auditions aren't painful. And they took they took our brakes off. So, you know how like. The regular, yeah, they took the brakes off and they wanted to teach us how to brake without it because that's how real rollerbladers do it. Right, but at the audition they did this or during your training? No, at the audition. At the audition, they were Mm -hmm. ready to let any of you kids basically... (laughs) Just bite it, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the Hunger Games. Yeah, the Hunger, you get the part or you die. There's no in between. (laughs) They they showed you how to do it. They're like, have you ever done it? And I'm like, no. And they're like, this is how you stop. Okay, we just need to... We need to know that you can do this because to be fair, there were a lot of shots where um, we had to stop, you know, on a dime after coming off of something, you know, rollerblading. Um, And so it needed to be us, you know, because it'd be close up, whatever. Anyway, so. But I survived. I survived. Oh, thank God, because we could not have you not be in that movie. (laughs) But that, that takes me to how honest were you? And be honest right now on your resume of how good of a rollerblade. Like, I think my rollerblading on my resume was like, totally got it, like anything. But if I would have gone to that audition, I would have said, Dad, we're out. Like, I can't be here. That I lied and I got caught. (laughs) So what was your resume like? Was it Um, it honest? I said, I don't even think rollerblading was on there, but I, no, maybe it was. So I thought I could. Here's the thing is I was a bit delusional. I had no idea what real rollerblading was. So when they said, oh, rollerblade, I was like, heck yeah, I can. I could run circles around that pier. But that was when I thought rollerblading had brakes. And I didn't know that they just took those off. Like, So to be fair, when I got there, I, I panicked a little bit because I thought, oh, no, I'm going to lose this part. Because the other kids there actually did rollerblade. Okay. And I was like, I, this is, guys, I got to be honest, I don't, but I was a lot more confident as a kid. And, and so I, I just said, well, I don't know, but I can figure it out. 
Yeah. Sure. The typical actor thing. I'll figure out how yes. to ride a horse later. Yeah. I still have a busted tailbone because of that. Do you really? Oh, so, with, so there are rumors. I've heard you say, weren't you seriously injured while doing this movie? I kind of was. <laughs> I kind of was because during the training, they wanted to teach us how to just go down the, the ramp, which they made it sound so simple, you know, and I'm not even saying it right. But whatever that that thing the drop is. in on the half pipe, half pipe, you, you drop in into the half pipe, half pipe, <laughs> half pipe. Sorry, see, I'm still saying they it wrong. had you wait. They had the actors actually dropping in on the half pipe. They were. The, oh, you, yeah. They wanted us to learn how to drop in on the half pipe. Because they wanted to be able to, to do close-ups on us. Because my um, my stunt double was a boy. So <gasps> there were times where they wanted to get close-up. Your stunt double was a dude? Yes, he was a little <laughs> Hispanic boy. And I am I am embarrassed to say we looked very much alike. <laughs> you really couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> I, I don't even want you to listen to yeah. the yeah. podcast episode now because I was like, <laughs> and even Gabriella's stunt double looks so good. I mean, how did they find these people to look so much alike? They really did. Yeah. You couldn't tell. And most of the shots, tell. one of the things we were talking about was the fact yep. that we couldn't tell the actors from the stunt doubles. It was almost seamless. No, he was a he was a boy. He was a boy. They put a wig on him. Oh. But we had the same kind of body type. And he was oh, my, my height and everything. So wow. my color, like, you really couldn't tell. You're dropping. They're teaching you how to drop in. This is before the film has right. even started. Yeah, this is just training. So the channel was potentially willing to lose actors before filming because that's so dangerous. Yeah. That does not look yeah, easy how at did you all. You, you guys know things were different back then. They oh, were, yeah. Back in the yes. day, it was. It was all, back in the day, they, they just took all kinds of risk and did all kinds of things that they would uh, never do now. I mean, they wouldn't never. even be allowed to. No. Wow. Um, how did you so hurt yourself? Down, well, so again, just being overly confident. And, I, you know, I'm with a bunch of other, like, dudes and skaters and I was like my ego was like I, I can't you know I gotta I gotta do this even though I was terrified oh no so I went down and um you know I didn't have my balance it's why I'm not very good at snowboarding I didn't have my balance and so I went up and my feet kind of went under me and I just fell directly on my tailbone at the like middle of the pipe man and so they didn't <laughs> They didn't have me do it anymore after that. Uh, you didn't break anything, did you? I didn't break anything. I I, I badly sprained it. Oh, um, there's nothing you can do about that. No, I was in pain for like a while, and then like I had to go to the chiropractor for a, for like a long time after that, just because like wow. my my neck, like everything was just sort of out of alignment. Um. But, you know, Ugh. we kept on going. I mean, you know, they, we put some ice on it. Like, they gave me, you know, the rest of the time off to kind of sit down and, and chill. But then I had to get back up and learn the other stuff, you know? I was going to say, nice they, nice they gave you the chance to sit down after hurting yeah. yourself and throwing you down a half pipe. They just gave me a bag of <laughs> ice. They're like, you're all right. Well, you, you mentioned something about, you know, filming with... There were the only other females in this cast were a young little little one and then mm -hmm. adults. And the mom. Yeah. And, and the yeah. mom. And yeah. I mean, you, I feel when we were watching it, we talked about this. You were like ahead of the like girl power phenomenon. I mean, you're out there, mm -hmm. you know, representing such an amazing and 
big part of like sports, right? Like there were girls wanting to do that. And your character, it sounds like that was part of like who you were of like just not allowing like it to just be about boys. Like I I just, I I Mm. really love that. Did you feel that this was a good chance and opportunity as a, a female athlete to, to, to make a, you know, make a big presence in, in, you know, the industry at that point? Wow. At that, at that time, I don't even think I thought about that. I was so young, but I grew up with, you know, my closest sibling is my older brother. And I grew up just always competing with him and with his friends. It was a very natural place for me to be in. I was very comfortable around, around a boys and like I dressed kind of like kind of like you know a little tomboyish when I was growing up so it was just it just kind of came naturally to me and I already had this competitive nature especially with like little boys where I was like I can do what you can do but at the time I don't think I I even knew what that impact was I mean I say that about Freaky Friday about Taina like the other things I was on where I'm like I had no idea. You were just living the dream. I was just living the dream. I was just a kid doing what I love to do. Yep. Yeah. Well, it it really was ahead of its time. Uh, Also, for the reason that, you know, most of the time when we were watching these movies, any time that Disney was doing a film back then, if there was a girl in it, there was some sort of love interest. Right. You know, she was somebody who the one of the boys was in love with. There was no, it wasn't even alluded to in this movie that there was any love interest. This was just the soul skaters. Well, we did think there was possibly... Could have been. Well, that was a love our dream. Between that was our like. That was you and I talking yeah, yeah. about it. It wasn't Disney. It was. Like, <laughs> I'm a rom com fan. Pete, the friend Pete. Pete. It couldn't have been Brink. You know, but it could have been Pete. He gives you yeah. his shoes. Now we might be looking into a little bit like Cinderella. I mean, a new take <laughs> on it. I, that could have easily gone that way. It could have. And you know what? In real life, I actually did have a little crush on Patrick. Aww. I think that probably showed through. He was just the sweetest, sweetest kid, like just the nicest kid. And we really got along. And so, yeah, I mean, I think what I love about that movie is that even if there was any of that, they just the characters themselves, I think, prioritized friendship yes. more than anything. And right. um, and it was really about maintaining that friendship and that bond. And and like, I think that's one of the reasons why the movie was so popular because people really believe that all these characters really cared about each other, you know, yeah. and were really, really close. You definitely looked like a group of friends. And we kind of were offset. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is, yeah. do you remember the first time you got to meet the rest of the crew? I mean, do you remember the first time they put you all together? It's like, all right, you're cast. This is your team. What was that like? Yeah, I believe it was the same day as the, um, as the skating test. Okay. We were all okay. there because we were all testing. So I know okay. Patrick was there. Um, Eric may have already been cast, actually. But um, yeah, I think the other, yeah, the, I think we were all there. And that was the first day that I met them. And of course, I was like, oh my God, they're all so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I have to look cool. <laughs> I can't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> the 90s middle part were really on point with the hair. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh. The, uh, the long 90s middle part. The, gre- the greasy, like, I didn't really do it. I didn't really wash it. Oh, my gosh. It was so, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, okay, but this brings me to the next question, which is, like, how does it feel 
to outshine literally one of the heartthrobs of the era at that point. You outshine everybody, really. You, oh, gosh, you stole guys. that movie. We said that during the pod. You stole that movie. And yeah. a rebuttal question is, how much did people hate you for it? Because <laughs> I feel like every teenage girl at that time was like, ugh. Well, I can rollerblade. They probably all got their rollerblades out and started going like and in your in their mind they were competing against Gabrielle. Yeah. yeah. They had <laughs> I, I had so many I I still have young girls now. Well, they're in their twenties now, obviously, like, you know, but I still have them tell me like I started rollerblading because of Gabriella. Like yeah. Gabriella was the goat in that movie. And uh, again, like I don't even think it occurred to me because to me, that movie was about Eric Von Detten. You know what I mean? Von right. Detten. And, um, Until Gabriella hit the screen, girl. Yeah, I'm I was telling say, you. It thank was. you, guys. Until you rolled up. It was meant to be. I, I didn't see it like that. but And I definitely didn't get any, any, uh, any hate from that. I think because guys don't really respond like that. If it was a cast of a bunch of girls, oof, that's a different story. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have stories. <laughs> But with all the guys now. So we we heard it's shot in, it was shot in LA and also yeah. in Washington, right? I did not go to Washington. So okay. maybe, yeah, maybe that was, maybe Eric. So how long did you shoot in LA for? I want to say, gosh, guys, uh, that was a long time ago. But I want to say it was like at least two months. Like that was oh, really? one of the longer shoots. Yeah, that was one of the longer shoots because of all the skating stuff. Yeah. We had a lot of prep on that right. film before we even started shooting stuff. So, yeah. Two months. And you're skating every day, I have to imagine. Essentially, unless you're oh, doing yeah. one of the choir scenes, you're on rollerblades right. all day long. Yeah, all day long. And it would take so long because they had to do our stuff. Then they had to do the, 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 the stuff with the stunt stunt yeah. doubles and then bring us back in and you know Jeez. um and get different angles of stuff and so but again i was a kid i was young i loved it i mean sometimes yeah. we would yeah. skate off and they would have to come find us because we wouldn't be in anywhere near oh, set because no. we're like we're <laughs> skating we're playing we're hanging out you know like it was just a big hangout every day that's so, so you fun. were you were close then you were close with the rest of the cast you guys oh, all got along yeah. with that's everybody great. with everybody we everybody was we were really friendly everyone was really nice and we really got along we even went to eric didn't come with us but i think was it just pat no patrick and oh god forgive me, i can't remember the other kid's name we went to a water park like okay. on one of our really? days off mm-hmm. that's fine are you talking about oh, the main like, the main bad up. guy the bad kid oh he didn't come with us, but I loved him too. I love okay. that guy, Val. I love him. <laughs> Val. Uh, no, no, no. He didn't come, but I think it was just me, Patrick, and one of the other kids. I can't remember his name with the long blonde hair. Hi, sweet pea. My daughter just got, we just picked her up from school. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we would hang out like outside of filming. We were really okay. oh, cool. friendly. Yeah, yeah. Well, since your daughter just got in the car. When's the last time you've watched it? Has she watched it? So she hasn't watched Brink. They've only watched Freaky Friday with well, me. You've got to show her. She is going to lose I it. I know. I know. Well, I mean, I think they'll be excited because they see me. But my kids are just like they're just I have two. I have she, um, this one's three. My other our other is five. OK, okay. so a little little and, at this point. 
Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like they're still into animated stuff, like live right. action. They're kind of like, snore, I don't want to watch this. But when they see mommy, they get pretty excited. Yeah. They do get pretty excited. So I have I have to introduce them to Brooke. Yeah. You do. Because it is, kind of, I mean, you you do have to kind of, you know, put your tough skin on because we watched, uh, rewatched my movie, The Cheetah Girls. My daughter halfway uh-huh. through was like, can I go watch Moana now? And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, cool. But then at the end, by the end, she really was like that. I want to be a cheetah girl. You she know, so wanted to be she, a cheetah girl. You know, she it, it happens, but you do have to have kind of tough skin knowing there's going to be moments <laughs> where they're like, this is boring. And I would rather go watch yeah. it. It hurts a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather go watch it. And I think maybe that's why I've been avoiding it because I'm like. Right. Wait until you know. I don't want you to hurt my feelings when you tell me you don't want to watch it anymore. I'd be, I'll be sad. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. This is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. 
like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, one of the things we loved about the movie was, you know, it just shows how cyclical everything is. And all of your, and I say this knowing nothing about this, and even I could tell, all of your wardrobe is kind of like back in fashion. Yes, it has become right? The yes. look now is kind it of is. how you were, act, you know, the baggy pants and the yep. cool tank tops and all that kind yep. of stuff. Did yep. you have any input into how you looked or was it Disney just going, here's how you're going to dress? Yeah, no, I, not really. I mean, because I think for them, it was really about making sure we look like skaters. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously I didn't really know what that was. And it was also about making sure that the, the clothes were like functional for what we would be doing with, right. all, with all the skating and stuff like that. So as well we as being really bright have, as ever, all the bright so, colors. So, so bright. I mean, they look so and, cool though. No, they're great. I mean, in the browner your skin, the more colors they put on you because it looks great. <laughs> so I'm Stop with it. I'm it. with it. Stop. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, yes. And I was noticing too, because, you know, Will doesn't really probably or didn't really have to do a lot of standards and practice, but I noticed like you couldn't have like a spaghetti strap tank top. It had to be like a thick bank tank top mm-hmm. under a spaghetti strap tank top. Like, right, you know, it's right. like, that's total Disney standards and practices, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All day no, long. very careful about that. I yes. mean, they have conversations about, like, your ponytail and how far, right. you know, how high it is. How I mean, it's like, I, but who at, knows why, at the same but. time, one of the things now as, like, a mom, I was like, there were so many 
times, especially Eric's character, Brink, who didn't have his helmet fastened. Oh, she had a whole safety issue. This, oh, safety Sabrina had a issue. safety issue the entire time. <laughs> Going down, like, what did they say? 150 miles down that mountain or that, that hill. <laughs> yeah. Not no safety, no safety. Nobody cared. All that mattered was that his hair stayed gorgeous. Again, you got to and... make sure the spaghetti strap is over the other strap, but, but forget. The spaghetti strap must be covering not too much <laughs> yeah. shoulder. Uh-huh. Not too much shoulder. Not too much shoulder. You can't buckle anything in. <laughs> okay. Did anyone, well, I guess you weren't around really any of the any like a lot of young ladies but maybe during that finale scene with girls just like swooning over these like pro skaters um, you know or guys too just being rollerblade fans themselves yeah i can't remember his name now he had red hair he was a big deal back then oh cool. a big, a big rollerblader yeah big rollerblader the girls and the guys were well i mean everybody was just and i didn't know who he was but um uh, my friend Matt, who is a really good rollerblader, who was also one of the stunt doubles in there, he was telling me like this guy's a really big deal. I, I'm sorry, I wish I could remember his name, but that's all right. But everybody, everybody was pretty excited about him. But the girls, honestly, like all the girls who were like you know the background actors and stuff, they were all swooning over Eric and like right. Patrick. Right. And that's who they'd want as the boys starring in the movie, right? Yeah. They were they they got all the attention from from the girls uh, on set there. Yeah, Sabrina was swooning over them. It, it's oh, it's yeah. twenty five years later, and she's like, "Oh, Eric Fontaine." <laughs> I'm not even embarrassed about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not honestly, not that there's like a crush in any sense. It was like I remember when the movie was out. Yeah. How big he was and yeah. how much everyone yeah. had a crush on him it was Everybody. he was just Everybody. a heart throb he really was and this movie was so cool because rollerblading was so big yeah you know and Ooh. it was showing and now you're talking about this he's not even cute he's talented like, it was like <laughs> mm-hmm. what? You know? Uh, uh, so you know and that was I, him I, in real life just very very confident very sweet he was always very sweet. Oh, good. But like he knew, he knew he was cute. You know, I that mean, kind of thing. Like he knew he was cute. <laughs> he, he knew, he knew how to work it. If he, he had knew to do we that. all thought he was cute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so I, funny. I, I don't think do it was a talk, secret. <laughs> do you talk to anybody from the film anymore? No, we had like a little reunion thing where I got to see them all on Zoom and we did a we did an interview and that was so much fun. No. Um, and then briefly, Patrick and I stayed in contact after that but he lives so far away and we kept saying yeah we gotta we gotta get together we gotta get the families together you know because he has kids as well and he's married and it just never happened but like other than Uh. than some stuff on instagram uh also with the val character i ran into him a few times but i know didn't have kept in touch with anybody no. it's tough i mean especially yeah. with the that's what we have said multiple times with the decoms you don't go into thinking you're gonna really see these these actors a ton after you usually no. go you film and then there's not you're a lot done. of times even yeah you're done yeah, no, it, it appears you you maybe yeah. go oh, yeah. for a press and day I mean, and that's kind of it yeah they're not especially they weren't now. meant to be these ongoing, right. you know, you go right. on a, a tour yeah. of um, a bunch of, you know, premieres or anything. It's just, yeah. it's yeah. It, it's one and done and that's it. So I think yeah. that's pretty cool that you haven't had a chance to run into them here and there. And everybody from the film is doing something different too. 
um, now. Like a lot of them aren't even acting anymore. Right. So then you yeah. really don't see them because they're not in the yeah they're not in that world anymore. Anybody who knows me knows that one of the reasons I got into the industry is because of Michael J. Fox. And so I know that you were in life with with, with Mikey. Yep. And I'm just curious. Can, do you, I mean, is, was this your this was your first film, wasn't it? First. first and ever. I mean, you're in with some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Big, one of the biggest directors, biggest producers. Oh, yeah. What yep, is that yep. experience like? I'm not going to try to gush and make you tell me every single moment you spent with Michael J. Fox, yeah, even yeah. though I would love to do that. <laughs> but what is that like? You're stepping oh, in man. and uh, into that set for your first time ever. I'll tell you what. The perception that we have of some people is overrated. Not Michael J. Fox. He is every wow. bit and then some of what you think he is. Yes. I, I feel so blessed that that was not only my first film. It was my first time acting in front of a camera. Apart oh, from wow. the audition process. Like they literally got me off the street from school. Like I had never done anything, nothing. And so that could have gone so many different ways. And I feel so blessed that he was my first experience because he was so kind and so generous while never making me feel like I was the amateur that I was like genuinely yeah, never made me feel like that. Um, He took care of me. He looked out for me. I'll always remember he took me to, um, he, he invited my mom and I to his hotel to treat us to lunch. And he was like, he was like, uh, is is he, he's from Canada, right? Yeah. Originally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, Hey, I'm from Canada. I'm trying to remember if that was exactly what he said, but he was like, um, this is a huge store here. Roots. He was talking about the store roots. (laughs) He was like, um, I bought you this jacket from roots as just so you could remember Canada. And you know, this is my hometown and I love it. Just so sweet. sweet. Like he, he did everything possible to make me feel as safe and comfortable as possible. And it was the best experience of my life. I mean, how how old were you? I was 10. I turned 11 while we were shooting. And and, and it's Nathan. You got Nathan Lane, Cindy Lauper. I I mean, I had no idea. Unbelievable. Cindy Lauper. I I think I made her listen to me sing because I wanted to be a singer more than anything at that time. And so her and the director, because I was so jealous of the scene where all the kids got to sing. And I was like, I feel like Angie should sing. (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, mm, that's not really the direction <laughs> we're going, we're with, going with her. <laughs> and I was like, well, you should at least give me a chance to sing for you so I can show you how good I am. And they were wonderful. You're like, OK, well, you know what, Cindy, just put me on your next record. We'll we'll call yeah. it even. <laughs> and oh. she gave me tips. Cindy gave me tips. Like she actually gave me a little like voice lesson one day. <gasps> What? You know, things that are like, I had no idea as a kid right. how epic these experiences were. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I'm wow. so happy to hear everything you just said. Maybe so I've gotten a chance to meet Michael J. Fox once or twice, very briefly. Yeah. And both times he couldn't have been nicer. Yep. So to j- just hear that that's exactly what he's like to work with, too. It just so warms me from the inside out. I love hearing that. Yep. Oh, it is the best thing in the world. He's And he worked harder than everyone. He got less rest. I mean... There was not one day that that man was rude or had a bad attitude or anything. I mean, he was just lovely wow. the entire shoot. God, I love him. My idol. Still my idol. Love him. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So happy to hear that. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling 
is choosing the right travel partner. Jean! Eugene Fodor! Jean, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What about your experience with Freaky Friday? I mean, you had some big hitters on that movie as well. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. I mean, how close in age were you guys, you and Lindsay? Were you guys pretty similar? Not that close. I was like 21 when I did that. Mm -hmm. And she was like 17. I think she was still a minor. Okay. But you'd never know because she was always so mature. You just had this sense that she... She lived like nine lives by the time she was 16. Wow. <laughs> she was just like that, you know? She yeah. was really mature, really independent. Um, she was she was driving. I remember driving down Sunset with her to go to the sushi place in this convertible. And I remember thinking, aren't you too young to drive this and even like <laughs> rent it? You know, like, but whatever, we were driving down Sunset going to get some sushi. And yeah, she was, I just remember about her. She was very confident. She was, oh, hold on. Yes, honey. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I said a word that we don't say in this house. Oh. Um, confident? It's fine. <laughs> uh, no. I can't say it again, Will, because then she'll call me out to say it again. Will, fair enough. Get it fair together. Enough. No, I'm dying to know. Because she hasn't, you haven't sworn. So I'm wondering what it no, is. It's not a swear word. I'll explain okay. later. Um, okay. It's it's W-H-A-T-E-V-E-R. Oh, oh you don't say whatever. Okay. Because the way that our children were saying it was not respectful. So then we were like, hey, we don't say that. We don't say that. But now, anytime we use it in any way, (laughs) now they call us out. We don't say that word. That is so good. Oh, man. It's too hard to explain the different uses. Way to have them just flip the script on you. Right? (laughs) All the time, man. This parenting thing. But so anyway, back to Lindsay. She was very confident that's what I remember about her. She had this confidence about everything she did. And yeah. and it was really impressive. And I thought, she's got tough skin, this kid. Yeah. Like, wow. she's yeah. got really tough skin. And all the yeah. stuff she had been through and stuff, like, at yeah. just 16 years old, I was really impressed with her. And then Jamie Lee was really sweet. Oh. She was everybody's mom. She was just everybody's mom on set. Was she? I, I've met her randomly at a dance competition and she was so sweet. I mean, imagine how many kids were there. Her daughter was there to dance. She was so respectful to all the other dancers and mm. she just seemed like everyone's mom. That's exactly yep. how you just explained it is exactly awesome. how she came off in a yep. brief meeting. What about, so growing up, there was such little amount of like the Puerto Rican 
representation within TV and movies. Did you have mm. anyone growing up that you really looked up to or aspired to be, you know, as, as far as career wise? Well, other than my sister, my sister started acting before I did, which is which made me want to be on screen. Okay. Um, and then there was also uh, Gloria Stefan. Yeah. I wanted to sing more than anything. Before I wanted to act, I wanted to sing. My mom had me in singing lessons. So I would sit on our, I would stand on our balcony in Queens, Whitestone, Queens, with my little boombox and Gloria Stefan CD. And I would play it over and over again and sing at the top of my lungs on the balcony. Because that's where I had to sing so I didn't disturb anyone else in the house. <laughs> Just your neighbors. Just the neighbors. But, you know, that's their problem. Just the neighborhood. <laughs> and then I remember my mom took me to go see Rent on mm. Broadway. Yeah. And Daphne Rubin Vega played Mimi and I was blown away. Yeah. I just, and I was already acting at that point, but I, I had only done a little bit of theater and I was like, wow. Wow. Like she, she just, her talent, her ability to captivate an entire Broadway stage Every time she came on stage to me, she stole the entire show. Wow. And the way she danced and sang and moved. And I was just like, I, if I could even be an, a fraction of that talented, right. I would love it. And then I got to work with her years later on a pilot. <gasps> no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Whoa. I got to work with her and hang with her. And of course I was like, fangirling and she was so sweet did you tell her all this did you geek out <laughs> oh, did you tell her everything <laughs> did i <laughs> did i yes yes first of all that's a fun fact about me i am the most obnoxious fangirl like you would never think that i've been in the business for as long I'm as i've same. been and worked with the people I'm i the see same. i see people and i still like i met mariah carey because my husband danced for her um, and I, she, he's like, Hey, you want to take a picture with her? And I was like, sure. And I'm like, I'm going to be cool. Don't worry. And then I get in the picture with her and I'm like, she's like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm like, I like so much. I mean, I just had this goofy smile. It was were you so embarrassing. The, were you one of those people that when she hugged you, she could feel you rattling because she was shaking. shaking the Literally. Time. I'm just, I, well, I was so stiff. I was just stiff. I didn't know. It was one of those moments where you walk away and you're like, I think I blacked out. Can you tell me what happened? Because I don't know what I said, what I did. I don't know what happened. But that kind of led to your own music career because weren't you you in a girl group called Gemstone? Oh, no. Why do you know that? (laughs) We know everything. Our producers are geniuses. (laughs) Yeah, that was a a girl group in Germany. You were in Germany in that girl group? Uh, Yeah. Yep. Wow. Wow. How long did you do that? Probably on and off for like a year, a year and a half, because then I got Taina and I, okay. I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't continue. And so they continued right. without me. And okay. then Jay ended up being an enormous superstar in Europe music. Okay. She went, she went solo. But yeah, I was, I was there for like almost two years, maybe. Um, okay. I didn't live there, but my okay. mom would fly back and forth with me all the time to record wow. and So we we didn't actually get to releasing. We didn't get as far as releasing our album. Okay. We spent a good year 
uh, doing all the prep work, just traveling back and forth. Yeah. And we had, we had rehearsals in LA and like, we were getting ready to go. And then I booked Taina and I was like, you guys are so sorry. I can't turn down an opportunity to like lead my own show. That's just, yeah. Right. So, Yes, absolutely. Well, speaking speaking of recording, there's another song we want to talk about because (laughs) apparently you also uh, recorded a song for Sabrina's workout DVD. It's called "Be You." Oh my goodness! (laughs) Yes. Of course, I remember that. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? It was like a. It was you know, it was dance and fitness. It was about you know a. DVD that was about trying to make fitness fun for young kids. Anything is possible, I think is the name of the song. Yes. yes. And all the music is super like empowering and you know, all of that. And yes, I remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, oh my God. I, I forgot about you. Yes. I was so excited that you were going to come on and do an interview because I mean, we didn't even get a chance to like do anything. You know, it was just a soundtrack yeah. that one of your yeah. songs was on. So I just love that. That's so rad. Yeah. Wow, I forgot. Oh, my gosh. Look at us having a little history. That was awesome. I love it. But I want to get... Now, Will Smith is one of my... I mean, (laughs) talk about having a hyperventilation if I ever were to get to really sit down and talk to him. And Eric Von Detten. Those two. No, Will... No, no, not anymore. I would be able to handle myself. You're talking about when I was like 12 years old. Yes, I would be totally cool. You'd be Uh surprised. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, But but you got not only to just to be on his album, but you did a a music video with him. I did. How epic was that? Oh, my gosh. So I met Will to shoot that video. And that's another situation where I completely embarrassed myself. Um, <laughs> because he's so cute, so nice, so humble, so down to earth, all of those things you've heard about him. And so we start, um, he was outside of his like enormous trailer that looked like a, a castle that I, yeah. that I would live in. I would live in happily. It was like a double wide. It was better yeah. than most of Expanded five feet each side. Yeah, like two <laughs> levels, that whole thing. So he's sitting outside there and we're on location shooting the music video. And uh, I go up to him and um, I think I was with my manager and actually my manager's assistant, who was my ex-boyfriend at the time. So a little awkward. (laughs) Anyway, um, we're there. He's talking. We're hanging out. And he's like, hey, Christina, thank you so much for being a part of this. Like, you know, just being his humble, nice self. And I just grabbed him and gave him this like big hug. And my manager was like, hey, you know, like... (laughs) Chill out, back off, whatever. And uh, I was like, <laughs> "You said it again." <laughs> we don't say that. We don't, we say, don't that say that word, word Christina. Christina, we don't, we don't say, say that, that word. word. She's gonna call me out every time. I'm gonna ask you to stop saying that word, please. <laughs> you know when it just backfires on you. Anyway, <laughs> so I said to, I turned to him right in front of Will. I turned to my manager. I was like, "Stop hating." I was like, don't hate on me because I'm getting some love from Will Smith. And it just kind of broke the ice for all of us. And he started laughing and he kind of looked at me like, okay, girl, like you got some, you know. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know when I'm ever going to see you again. So I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get me a hug. Um, (laughs) And then from that point on, it was just very, very friendly, very chill. I did not, I don't think I actually did any shots with him because he was Will Smith. 
Right. But I did get to meet him and talk with him and, and, you know, be on the song. And that was cool. Oh, that's All right. So I hate to do this to you because I know this is putting people on the spot. But if you had to pick one and only one, you could only act for the rest of your life or sing for the rest of your life. Which one do you take? <laughs> it's like picking between your kids, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's not nice. Um, <laughs> except everybody knows the answer. You just don't want to say. It. But um, <laughs> I would say act. Okay. Okay. Because as much as I love to sing, I'm not an artist. I never loved the everything that came with singing. I didn't love it as much as I loved acting. Okay. I'm not a. I'm not as good at that as as I feel like confident, comfortable, and confident. So, so it would, it would definitely be acting. Okay. Singing is more of a hobby at this point. Yeah, I think I that, that that's also it. Could dive into the world of the industry, like the different industries that those are. Like the music industry is so vastly different than the industry of acting and, yep, you know, yep. the the people that are involved, yeah. the different things that you have to go to versus, you know, being yeah. an artist or being a character in, in a in a movie or, or TV show. But yes, you, you yes. do have two gorgeous daughters. Are you going to let them get into acting if they want to? Do they have any desire? I know they're young. I know they're young. But how do you feel about that? Knowing you were young in the industry, you know? Um, I've I've thought about that so much. My husband and I have talked about it. Yeah. Because definitely at least one of them is showing some real interest and just sort of natural Mm -hmm. um talent in uh performing right dancing singing just the personality the like loving the camera the attention all of that oh you can spot it too can't you you just see you see it coming where it's like oh there it is you've got it right yeah 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 yep yep and um so you know i think about how my mom dealt with it and i actually think my mom did a really good job of balancing my me having a childhood with still supporting and acknowledging my gifts and my my like desire to perform like she never snuffed that out she never ignored it but then also she she had boundaries and she wasn't afraid to make the best decision for me not just okay what's gonna she wasn't concerned with me being famous or rich um and so I think I had a good example of like, if we did do that, and again, it has to be something like my husband and I would agree upon and all right, of that. Yeah, sure, but of we would never, we would never want to um, stifle or like be unsupportive of something that so clearly our child desires yeah. and is good at. You know, but it's it's a hard balance, though. It is. It's a matter of like when, yeah, and and um, and how. Because I've worked, not only am I a child actor, but I've worked with children now as an adult. Yeah. And I see how hard it is for them to comprehend, yeah. especially the younger they are, um, that, you know, once they're, when it's, once it's not fun anymore mm-hmm. and you still have five hours left on set. Right. Yeah. You know, um, kind of what that does to them, that they don't understand the concept of work and a job and needing to be Mm -hmm. somewhere from this time to this time. 
And I kind of feel like they shouldn't have to. So um, that's the part that to me, um, you know, is one of the reasons why I'm a little, I'm hesitant to, to like push them in myself, you know, because we've thought about modeling, you know, you know, commercials and things like that. But I'm like, that's the part that I'm just not sure about. You know, when, when toddlers are done, they're just done. Yeah. And then we get to bribing them with candy and TV and and it just gets. Then it's different. Then it's a whole different ballgame. And then you run out of things to bribe them with and you're just like, all right, you know. Yeah. And then you're just, and then you're threatening their lives. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's too, it's too tough. There is, I think, especially with the age, like you said, five and three, that's still really young. I think, you know, I have a three-year-old and, and. Same thing. She's got a lot of personality, but what I think of is the drive up there or, you know, up to, up to the the audition and then the chance of whether or not that is a moment she feels like turning it on and doing what she does for mommy all day. That's right. Or no, no, thank you. And I have wasted now however much time and stress to get there. It's just tough. And then if she does book it, right. Then you're on set. Now you now it's look everyone's gonna look at you, right? As a parent, if they are not on. That's right. It's tough. So it is age is a big difference, you know. Oh yeah. No, my my daughter, my my stepdaughter, she never wanted to act, but she's four hundred and eight months old, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, She could probably handle it at that age. She she could probably do it now. Yeah, she's thirty (laughs) three. Um but uh, so so just <laughs> I can't do that math well. Oh yeah, no, I just do the math. She's I just tell people she's she's very cute. She's four hundred and eight months. Um, so we we, we want to wrap up with Brink, okay? Which is why we're here, and it's had this incredible resurgence. Yeah. So what's going on in Gabriella's life in Brink Two? I'm just curious. That's a good question. <laughs> Um, you know, I think her and Peter got married and had some kids. Okay. (laughs) I am for that storyline. I I am for it. I, I think they're kids. I think one of them skates and I think another one does a completely different sport. Mm -hmm. And I think they run something like a, kind of like a YMCA for for kids. It's not like a YMCA, but I think they have something like that for kids who who want to learn to skate and do all kinds of sports. And it's a uh, great I think that's idea. I think that's what she does now. All right. That is a great. Well, that's I, I okay. I would put her um, as a professional like <laughs> skater that, you know, now has her own women's professional skating team but but we could do I'm the YMCA. Oh, no, I do like better. that. I, you know what? That's definitely more now. That's definitely yeah. more now. I mean, yeah. but me, I love the family life. I love having kids and I love being able to like, I love being able to um, create a, a platform for them, like the next yeah. generation to do something. So that's why I think I like that story. Cool. But I mean, maybe they could be both. Yeah, they can be both. both. They can totally be both. She can totally have her own skating company and and run that. We're trademarking that right now, by the way. Brink 2. We're trademarking it right now. That's our movie. We're doing that. (laughs) I love it. Um, it. You're still working all the time. Where can people find you? What do you have coming out? I mean, you're in everything. Thank you, Tash. I wish. I'd like to be in more. (laughs) Um, I am on a show called Primo on Amazon, right, currently. Okay. You can watch the first eight episodes of that. Um, I also did Terminal List with Chris Pratt. Ooh. 
So that's that, that those are things that are actually still currently streaming. You can watch them. And yeah, that's it right now. And now I'm just waiting to hear, hopefully, that the show returns and we get a season two. Yes. Okay, good. Well, break a leg with that. Yes, we Thank love you. that. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us in the midst of all the craziness of moving and everything else. Very nice to take the time. Thank you for taking us along with your errands for the day. And yeah, I feel like we've been friends forever now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Just hanging out. Thank you guys for being so gracious with with my schedule. And, and, you know, please, we're so honored that you you came on. You guys are so cool. I enjoyed talking with you. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And I'd like just like to end by saying whatever. Well, I can't say it, but back at you. He's trying to get you in trouble. I mean, he's trying to get me. Three strikes, she's probably going to be out. Will, like, could you just give the mom a break? One more for the road. Whatever. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is she getting mad at you? Oh, she got it. it. Thank you you, so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, you guys. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. I love how we caught her like literally going to pick up her kids. She's in the car with the seatbelt on as her husband's driving while doing our podcast. That is the I best. I am now going to only do interviews like that. Like <laughs> that should. was that's our thing. That is our thing. Like it just take us in the car and oh. and let us see what you are up to now on, you know, on a Wednesday <laughs> yeah, like, afternoon. Yeah, seriously, be like when we when we get to descendants or any of that stuff, they're gonna be like, hey, it's nice to meet you. Well, sorry, I'm going to pick up my laundry so you guys right. can hop in the car with me as I do that. Perfect. She is so cool. She's oh, still my. like that cool. Yes. And I, yeah. I love how, you know, it, it's so typical, especially with child actors to really yeah. not realize how big they're like when they're a part of something that's that big to really not get it right like they don't see how big it is around them they have no idea what's coming and she even with again being being a young lady you know a young puerto rican in the game and bringing presence into the industry that way at that time was huge and and groundbreaking it was no one was doing that Thank you all so much for joining us as we were here on our Park Hopper episode, speaking to Christina Vidal, who was just so cool and joined us by car. It was the, the greatest thing in the world. So fun. And uh, if you want to join us, by the way, you can join us at Magical Rewind Pod on the uh, Instagram machine. Uh, hit us up and let us know what you think, what you want us to watch, what you want us to do. I uh, have to get out of here, though, because I'm going to uh, pop in Sabrina's workout DVD and get my sweat on right now <laughs> um, because I got to figure out. Uh, Stop it. I, oh, she's going to make you, it fun. I need you to do a live make stream of that. I can't. Can we can we get this? You somewhere? just got to be you. Will you just got to be you and no one else? I'm gonna need you to mail me a copy of this if you have one. If not, I will seriously go on and buy one. I have one a hundred percent. I can find okay, that for good. you. You better. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us and join us next time. We are going to be watching The Descendants. Yes, we are. It is coming, you guys. It's coming. Everyone said that there's certain things like, I can't believe we're doing all these big movies right at the top. Yeah, we're doing it. It's because there's big movie after big movie after big movie. That's the joy of the DCOM. Absolutely. Uh, And so join us for the 2015 juggernaut that is The Descendants. We can't wait. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.
for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.